Not the boring, generic, milquetoast stuff coming from the network in Connecticut. I'd describe him as the best, obviously. Cattles. He throws it out there. Speaks his mind. That's cool. And Rami. He's supposed to make people laugh. He's just an expert at it. Cattles and Rami. Live and local in the afternoon. Sacktown Sports. That is the show. I am the Rami half of that, the Nick half of that. Uh, it's He's still out. And I know I said on Friday, like all you conspiracy theorists, come Tuesday, you'll see Nick will be back. Uh, he had a little bit more business to take care of on the home front and uh, will be back shortly. There's still nothing going on, nothing nefarious, at least. Not suspended, not fired. We didn't get in a fight. He's not, not Celtics-related. He's not nothing. injured or dead. He's not mourning the Celtics. No, he's just he's he's got some business to take care of at home. That was Kyle. He's in Jay's chair today because Jay is in Nick Cattle's chair. Simone in her usual seat on the updates and helping out behind the glass. Plenty to get to this afternoon. We will get to the Bob Myers news here shortly that uh, shook the NBA world today. But last night, JJ, that I mean, I guess something happened that shook, helped shape the NBA world as we know it. But it certainly wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't groundbreaking in terms of the, the style of basketball that we saw played yesterday. 103 to 84. Smoke out. What's <laughs> the final? It's called a smoke out there, Rami. Like, if you had, a, like, let's say you really went hard on Memorial Day and you just crashed all yeah. day Monday and you just woke up and I'm telling you 103 to 84, you're like, Rami, you're reading that wrong. Check that again. No, 103 to 84 in the year of our Lord, 2023, that was a basketball game and a score that was actually played. Jay, I almost, now I ate a, a big old steak. That at, boy. At tip-off. What's tight? With some potatoes. It was a ribeye. Okay. Yes, sir. With some potatoes and uh, some asparagus, some grilled onions. Yes, oh. yes, yes, so yes. Maybe, but th- I don't think that was the only reason. I got sleepy. About midway through the second okay, quarter. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I got, the itis, baby. Yeah. And the, yes, the itis. Yeah, for and sure. We all, we've all been a victim of the itis. We've all been a victim of the itis, yes, for sure. Of Somebody should work on something that, that that's an antidote to the itis. But until then, uh, the game certainly wasn't that. And uh, at halftime, Charles Barkley very much expressed my sentiment about how this game was going from an entertainment standpoint. Jimmy Butler, first half. Give me your impressions of what he's been able to do. He's got 11. I thought he was good, but I got to say something, man. Why are you dumbass selfish place making my head hurt? Ernie, <laughs> let me tell you something. Glad I asked you about Jimmy Butler. I know, I but I, I can't let it go, man. I know, because I know. You got, if you just come to the game and say, we're just going to jack up threes, and if we win, we're going to win. If we miss it, we're going to lose. They're 4 for 21. They probably... I forget what they were in last game. Seven for 35. They, I mean, it's, it's, it's so bad to watch them play. There's no ball movement. There's no body movement. And it's just frustrating watching a team with this much talent just play stupid. I love Ernie asked him about Jimmy Butler, and he's like, yeah, he's good. But the Celtics, they suck. Let me go on 90 seconds about how, how bad the That's Celtics right. were today. And, Jay, I, we we got to give the Heat credit, and we will in just a second. Absolutely. But yesterday, like the first three games of the series, 
as much as it was about the Heat being good and doing the things they need to do to win games, it was just about the Celtics not showing up. And yeah. we, we can't just skip over Jason Tatum turning his ankle on uh, the very first possession of I'll the game. Care. There were 11 other guys. Aaron's finger was hurt, too. <laughs> exactly. Come on yes. now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And, and Andrew guys, Wiggins had a, a, a torn abdomen, abdomen muscle, yes, you know, yes. oblique muscle or they, whatever. They they failed Boston, and they failed they failed the NBA world with the effort that they put in yesterday in what could have been an epic Game 7, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, the, the fact that we're – the fact that it even went seven, Boston fans, Celtics, they should be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost one of those things. I think we had this question either last week or the week before. You know, all of it's running together at this point, right? Yes, sir. Where would you rather get smoked and make it to the, the conference finals, or would you rather go out kind of like the Kings? You lost in the first round, game seven, tough game. Go down swinging early or just get embarrassed or just late. Get, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> exactly. for summarizing that. Yes. And Boston went down – Late, and they went down with the fight and the fact that they won three games in a sure. row after going down three to zero. You know, I know it was their it was their problem that they went down three zero and they fought back. But look, the fact that they were even in the game seven, they should have been looking there. You know, thanking their lucky stars, and uh, they just didn't have enough. You could tell it just wasn't there. And Miami seemed to be poised. Uh, you know, for me, we've talked about it. You guys, you and Nick have talked about it to nauseum. Spolstra has got to be the best coach in the league at this point. Yeah, I I don't think most people would say him or Popovich, probably. Sure. Ty Lue's probably up there now. Most people seem to respect Ty Lue. He's got a championship under the belt. Uh, But stability, stability, stability is the best attribute of the Miami Heat. Um, And you got to see it yesterday. And even in game after they lost game four, in game five and in game six, we heard Jimmy Butler say it. Look, we're going to get one. Did we're not worried about it. They booked the fl- their their flight yes. from Boston yesterday was not back to Miami. Right. It was to Denver as after I game it. seven. That's right. It's confidence, stability. Yes. yes. The know-how, the want to, you know, all the cliches that you can throw out there. And that's what it was. And so for me, Boston shouldn't even been there. They made it way closer than what it needed to be. They got away with a game winner in game six. You know, that was over with. It was over and done with. We mm-hmm. wouldn't we would have been basketballish. You would have had to watch the lacrosse championship yesterday <laughs> between Notre Dame and uh Duke, you know, as your, or low college softball. But yeah, I mean, to be expected, I think as a just from entertainment value, we wouldn't want to see it closer. But I enjoy blowouts. I like to see blowouts, especially when it's a team that I can't stand, man. Yeah. But Jay, so. when when you talk about about Eric Spolster and the yep. culture of, of the Miami Heat. Man, oh, Jimmy Butler is an absolute dog. Straight up. And, and a competitor. Straight up. To the nth degree. Like, you're, nobody's going to outcompete Jimmy Butler. Right. There'll be more talented guys out there. There might be some guys who compete as hard as a Jimmy Butler out there. Nobody's going to go harder than Jimmy Butler for 48 minutes in a basketball game. But even he had, like, an unconventional route to NBA stardom. Yep. And then when you look at the rest of this roster, Bam Adebayo was a high draft pick. But, Jay, they won with the Max Struces and Gabe Vincents. And last night it was Caleb Martin going 11 for 16 for 26 points, mm-hmm. 4 of 6 from three-point land. And the absolute dude in the fourth quarter, along with Jimmy Butler, well, third and fourth, it was pretty much over by sure. the time the fourth started. But sure. in that second half, every time Boston got a little life, it seemed like Caleb Martin was throwing the basket through the net. You know, 
Caleb Martin played basketball very close here to UNR, Univi- oh, University of Nevada, Reno. I did not And know you're that. not being from this area. Mm-hmm. You know what is interesting? And look, a lot of people say, okay, Jay, whatever type situation. I thought when I had an opportunity to see them play a couple of games in person, Caleb and Cody, mm-hmm. brothers Martin, and I thought they would be pretty good. Now, I'm not saying they would be an all-star. I'm not saying they would be, you know, what we saw last night, but I thought they would be above average, good, Markeith Morris, P.J. Tucker, you know, someone who is right there, um, you know, a, a very key cog, key cog in the team like we see with Miami to play. And I think what, what kills me, Rami, is, is I just can't see how some of these scouts where you have Miami scouts who seem to be right on point, and then you look at some of these other scouts throughout the league and y'all miss that? Like, mm-hmm. you can't see that. You couldn't see that they would be serviceable. You couldn't see that this guy would at least put up 10 to 12 points a game. When I saw him, I'm like, dude's going to put up 12 to 15 easy if he has an opportunity. Right now, again, I'm not saying he was going to do what he was, what he did throughout the series. He went undrafted. That's what, why, why we keep talking about that. But, I mean, he's long, Rami. He can shoot it. He can handle it. Both of the brothers are pretty tough. They're not scared to mix it up. I think he's a perfect Miami Heat guy for sure, and their scouts got it right. I just, it's always interesting to see how many teams, you know, and of course they're looking for the star all the time. But as we see every year, you need guys like Kayla Martin to win the championship. Yeah. And, and that's, and we've, we've brought up this point a couple of times, and the, the Heat are always the team I point to. That's how you sustain success, that's yes. what you want the Kings to do. From this point forward, as we hope the days of high lottery picks are over right. for, the, for the foreseeable future, how, how and where do you find and develop that talent that nobody else saw, that nobody else could bring out of a guy or can bring all of it out of a guy? That's, that's how you sustain success, and that's how you separate the great teams that have one, two, three-year, or the good teams that have one, two, three-year runs from the great teams that have five, six, seven, eight. 20-year runs. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like Miami. Yep. No, no <laughs> doubt. But the other thing we saw in that game, and, and this is what Charles was alluding to in that game, Jay, and you could also, this we could also bring back to the Sacramento Kings. But I think this is, this is becoming a league-wide trend. And I tell people, like, if, you, if you're looking for the three-point shot and this style mm. of play to go away, yep. it's never going It's happen. never going to. Anytime the, soon. Exactly. Nope. The, the numbers say that the three-point shot is is worth the risk. You know, you know what I mean? Because three, three points is worth more than two, for those of you out there in YouTube land. Um, and, and the percentages from two, from two feet inside the three-point line are pretty much the same as the percentages from behind the three-point mm-hmm. line. So why not take the three-point shot more times than not? You, you know what I mean? And I, I've seen this now. We saw it with the Kings. Right. We saw it here with the Celtics. Yep. And what happened to the Celtics this year is basically a mirror image of what happened to the Bucks last year against the Celtics, Celtics. which is for games, mm-hmm. for games at a time, Jay, great three-point shooting teams go cold. Yes. Even the best three-point shooting teams Houston Rockets a go couple cold. years the ago. The Houston Rockets, mm-hmm. the Warriors mm-hmm. in the series against the Kings. Now, what the Warriors did is something that, the Celtics didn't in this series. The Kings didn't in that same series against the, against the Warriors that the Bucks didn't do last year against the Celtics, which is when the three isn't falling, do Go something cup, else, man. man. That's right. <laughs> do something else. Easy. What are you doing? Oh, easy. And, and you saw it worked with St- when Steve Kerr did it against the Kings yep. in this series. He was like, guys, and he was saying it into microphones. 
JJ. He was saying yes. it into microphones. He was like, these guys don't defend the rim well. We're not hitting threes. Can we attack the paint a little bit, please? And they did, and that's when that series started to turn and the Warriors took control. Yep. I don't know. Now, again, I, I know the three-point shot isn't going anywhere anytime soon, but when your playoff lives are on the line, yep. you got you got no plan B? Yep. Just keep chucking it? You know, you know what I mean. That 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 I can't I can't figure out. You wrap know, my head around. if there's anybody that was sitting around me for the the four games that were Sacramento for the playoffs, you would hear me screaming, "Go to the cup!" I was calling mm-hmm. out, "Cat Malik, come on, go to the cup, Davion, go to the cup." I've always said, if I would have continued playing basketball, I I've said this a few times off the year. I stopped. I was a baseball guy. I played hoop, but I knew I wasn't getting any taller. But my problem would have been, I'd have been Iverson, I'd have been D Wade, I'd have been John Morant. I would, I would probably have had a decent college or whatever you want to say. But let's just say I, I, I prophesize and I go to the league. I would have a good six to ten years. I'd have been good, but I would have been banged up and broken up because I'm not shooting. If I'm six, anything above six two, Rami, I'm trying to dunk on somebody yes. all the yes. time. That's yeah, the man. thing with short people, right? We all, man, I wish I could dunk. JJ, dude, I if you would have gave me six, I'd have killed myself. Yes, I would have killed myself. JJ, one of the only, one of the few things in this life that I want to do, <laughs> and I know I you never, ain't never dunked that I not know one I time. Know, I mean, not on a ten foot hoop. You okay. know, I'll bring down the hoop and yeah, and, yeah, and, and go. But that I will, I know I will never do. Is dunk on a ten foot hoop, and that that pains me. That keeps me that keeps me up at night. No. Well, we got to figure this out here. We got to figure out how to get you. No, quick quick yeah. story, just a quick story. Uh, so, like fourteen years ago, I I lost a bunch. Of, I lost a bunch of weight. I'm not, boy. I'm not here to brag, but I, I lost. No, a bunch no, of no, no. And Congratulations. I, and, and I, I did it's hard it, to do. I did it by by setting goals and benchmarks. You know, posts along yep. the way. You know, and I needed after I hit my goal weight. I was like, I need a new goal. I got, I got, I got, need, I need something to strive for. I need okay. Something. So I was like, I'm gonna dunk a basketball Woo. on a ten foot rim. I started Uh-oh. started doing the workouts, Jay, the jump squats. He was walking around the, with the, the uh, whole thing, and then I had uh, <laughs> the ankle weights. Uh, yes, ankle weights, the whole thing. I swear to God, it was like my mission in the, life. What's was, the shoes where you used to walk on your tippy toes? I, didn't get I can't those. remember. Those. I didn't get those. I remember th- cats at high school used to then walk I had, around. Uh, I had Tim Grover on my radio show, okay. trainer to Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, bunch yep. of athletes, celebrities, such. Etc. Etc. And I just read his book, and one of the chapters in the book was, "You haven't failed until you quit. You mm. haven't failed until you quit." So I asked Tim Grover at the end of our interview. I was like, "Tim, I explained to him the whole thing. Lost a bunch of weight. I got knee problems. I'm five eight. Blah blah blah. Uh, but I want to dunk. You told me, Tim, that I should. That I haven't failed <laughs> until I quit." Should I quit trying to dunk a basketball? And in the nicest way possible, he told me to quit trying to dunk a basketball. <laughs> <It's over. laughs> that it was not happening. He was like, I think you should put your energy and effort into, yeah. into something more. I don't even remember what the answer was. So was but realistic. He told me in a very nice way to quit. <laughs> hey, great w- words of wisdom right there by Tim Grover. Strength shoes. So, I can't remember what they were called. So I did. Uh, you can get in on the show. Text 916-339-1140. Give us a call. 800 920-1140, you want to talk about the Eastern Conference Finals, anything else, you can always comment at youtube.com slash Sports. Nick will be back shortly. Jay is in for Nick today. We'll be back after this with the other news that shook the NBA world. That's next. Cattles and Robbie. Cattles and Robbie. Cattles and Robbie. 
Sacktown Sports. It is Cattles and Rami. Cattles out. I see you all theorizing at youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports, and that's that's my fault for making it seem like it was a done deal that Nick would be back today. He will be back shortly, though, and uh, everything is good with us. We're not, he's, it has nothing to do with the show whatsoever. Yeah, he's no. got business to he, take care of. That's right. Back on the home front. We all do. Yes, sir, and we're holding it down here. In the meantime, again, you can always give us a call in at 800-920-1140, text 916-339-1140, and you can always comment at youtube.com slash Sports. Oh, that's a new one. Charlie thinks he's on house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> he said usually when you're on house arrest, the ankle bracelet lets you go to your place of employment. I wonder what is taking cattle so long. Can you imagine cattle's on house arrest? Oh my god! Like Contavious Caldwell Pope. <laughs> he is not on house arrest. I said before the break, Jay, that the uh, there was other news that that shook the NBA world today. Not not shocking, even no. but even though we knew this was a possibility, it's still surprising. Bob Myers stepping down as president of the Golden State Warriors. Here he is earlier today explaining exactly why. But this is tough. This is hard. I have emotions um, that I'm still processing. But but the bottom line is uh, this job, the one I'm in, and I would say this for any professional general manager or coach requires complete engagement, complete effort, thousand percent. Um, and if you can't do it, then you shouldn't do it. And so that's 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 the answer to the question of why. I can't do that to our players. I can't do that to Joe and Peter. Really, I can't do it to myself. Um, and that's a question I've been wrestling with. Appreciate your patience uh, letting me make that decision, everybody in this room. You know, I've only known how to do things one way my whole life is is kind of all the way. And it doesn't feel right to do something when when I can't give it everything. And And that's what it takes to do what we've done over the last, for me, 12 years. You think that's what it is, Jay? Just, just the battery is is a little wore down. I think that's for part Bob of Myers. it. Myers needs to step away for a minute. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think what we've heard, you know, people on this show have said that he, he and Joe Lacob's relationship isn't the best. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that probably has played some part in it. I've seen a couple of people talk about money. I, I don't think that was part of it. I think from you know, uh, I would believe from Monty Pool, who uh, Warriors insider for NBC uh, California NBCS. Mm-hmm. He came on here and said he, uh, Lakeup and, and and Peter, they uh, the owners of the Warriors have per, have put forth a fantastic monetary Enough, package, yeah. you know. So I don't think the money situation was it was the whole you know shebang, but it's tough, man. Like one thing about this, and I've always said this, Rami, baseball was my hardest job, and the reason why is. What it takes to what what you have to put in day to day is incredible, and a lot of people, you know, we who haven't done it when you don't live it, when you don't go through it. I'm a big proponent. I'll never say I know what you're going through unless I really have. Right. I'm never going to put myself in your shoes unless I've been there. Now I can always say I kind of know what you're going through, but if I haven't lived it for the most part, then I'm never going to say I. You know, I know what you're doing. I know what you go through. And as fans, we do that quite a bit. But we're privy to some information that fans aren't. And I'm not saying we're smarter than fans. I'm not saying we're intelligent than fans. So I just put myself in the form of I know what it is to day by day have to be a 
a professional athlete. Sure. And it's hard. It's very, very hard. Harder than anything I've ever done. And I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not comparing myself to a, a an electric company worker or someone who's on the roof in 115 degree weather. The dude who's hanging on to a roster spot by a thread. Come on, man. Is busting his ass. Come on. Day. Yeah. And, and so I say that to say in and out, your phone is never off. You don't know what it is to get phone calls or free agency starting at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. and you got to jump up. So, of course, you're going to get paid handsomely. Millions, billions, whatever you come. You know, look, I'm not here to argue that. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely a grind. So I take it for what he's saying. It's, but I do believe there's some type of, you know, not chemistry relationship. All relationships come to an end around me one way or another in sports. Uh, these dudes had a good run, four ships. Probably it should have been five. Um, and we go back to the Jordan, the Krause, and, you know, like, yep. there's some great times. and But it all comes to an end. It is crazy. If you've ever, like, been around these get like these these high-level front office guys, if you ever had inside access to them or anything, it's crazy. Like, literally, Jay, the phone never stops. Never. N- never. Like, non And usually... Never. It's multiple phones. Like it's, yes. two, it's two or three phones. Yes. And I don't even know what the point of all of them is. Yeah. But it well, is. Well, look, as someone who has non-stop. two, I'll tell you why. Because professionally, some people don't know when to turn it off, Rami. Right. Sometimes yep. it, yep. I mean, that's why I have a business phone and a, and a personal and a pers- phone. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times, I'm not Bob Myers, but because of what I do and being around people and stuff, my phone never stops half the time. It's right? crazy. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. It, you have to. The one thing I found surprising about this, and I have my own theory about why Bob Myers is leaving. It does have to do with money, but not the money they're putting on the table for him. We'll get into that at 4 o'clock. But the other thing I found interesting about this, um, in the article from Woj today at ESPN.com, he says, with Myers' departure, Warriors owner Joe Lacob is expected to seek more prominent roles for his son, Kirk, Mm. an executive vice president of basketball operations and VP of basketball operations, Mike Dunleavy Jr. This might this might be wrong of me, um, but Kirk is going to have to prove to me. Yes, that he uh, he's he's deserving, worthy of this this poster position and that he can do it at a high level. Anytime you're the owner's son. And you're getting moved up into a prominent role. I just finished watching Succession last night. Final episode of Succession okay. last night. And uh, moral of the story is the kids aren't always ready to take over the family business. <laughs> I got okay, you. Okay? I got you. You know what I mean? That's that's the bottom line there. So he might be. He might, he might have been sitting at the at the feet of Bob Myers no, and learning all this time. But I got to show me. I'm looking at it with a raised eyebrow. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And. And Mike Dunleavy Jr. as well. Who, he's been around. He's been around. I know yeah. he he knows ball, no no doubt. But there's a different there's a difference between that and you know doing what a Bob Myers has done. Correct. The assistant to the to the man, and that's what Dunleavy's been. No doubt he's been privy to all kind of conversations, monetary contracts, all that type of stuff. What I, what made Bob Myers fantastic, I think, of what he did is he was an agent prior. So he knew what it was to to tangle and deal with, you know, some of these players and have good relation, working relationships. And that's what we continue to we continue to hear. All the guys loved him. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, the, the Clays, the Draymonds, the Steve Kerr's, they loved him. And that's where, you know, having good relationships matter, especially when you're trying to win it all, as we've seen. For sure. Again, we'll get back to the Bob Myers uh, resignation. I don't know if it's a resignation. Not staying with the Warriors, I guess, is, is the best way for me to put it at four o'clock. And I have a theory as as to why that happened. More Cattles and Rami, Jay in for Cattles right after this. Sat Town Sports. Headlines.
I'm Simone with your Sacktown Sports headlines. Miami Heat closed out a contentious Eastern Conference final series against the Boston Celtics with a Game 7 win, 103-84 on Monday night, and will face the Denver Nuggets in the championship. The Heat are just the second eight seed in NBA history to appear in a finals. Over in the Mile High City, Denver Nuggets will be debuting their first finals appearance with a little home court advantage as they host Game 1 of the championship series beginning Thursday evening. Golden State's Bob Myers, a two-time Executive of the Year and integral architect of the Warriors championship dynasty is stepping down as the franchise's president and general manager he announced earlier today. For the latest on this developing story, all things NBA Finals and NFL news and notes throughout the summer, head to SactownSports.com or tap into that Sacktown Sports app. Let's do it. I'm Simone Lazier, Sacktown Sports Headlines. Welcome back into Cattles and Rami with Jay Johnson. Your afternoon home for Kings Talk and more. This is Cattles and Rami on Sacktown Sports. It sure is. I'm the Rami half of that. Cattles still out. JJ in the co-host chair today. Hey, Simone on the ones and twos while Kyle takes care Simone. of his business. Get it on in. The other side of the glass. <laughs> Coming up at 3 o'clock, st- still want Jalen Brown after what we saw last night. We'll get into Ooh. that, Kings fans. But, uh, JJ, it, I said this to uh, to Kyle and Chris in the crossover from Chris and Company. This, between OTAs and the start of training camp, deadest spot on the, on, on the sports calendar. Right. And the most desperate time. For football writers, it's list season, Jay. Yep, <laughs> it's list season. Put them out there. <laughs> they're all they're all coming out. Included. Who's the best? Who's the worst? Why this? Trent Williams, according to Pro Football Focus, top offensive tackle headed into twenty twenty three. Yeah, pretty much sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I say when I look, especially when it comes to like offensive lines. Like I I, I played offensive line in high school and, and boy, growing up. So like guard tackle. I know, did you have a flea feet? I, I was in the middle, short, fat. You know, they put it. They put so us center in the or guard, uh, center right. or guard, oh, always. Yeah. Yes, or nose tackle on defense. Oh boy! Like, so if you showed me disruptive, if you showed me line fill, like if you showed me the trenches, I I know what I'm looking at. But when you're watching a game, you don't see that. The camera follows the ball. So when I see these lines of lists of offensive linemen, I just go. Okay, I, the guys who are watching film, that's what they said. I, I don't have access trust to the them. to the all twenty two. So yeah, right. I trust them. Trent Williams probably is the uh, the best the best offensive tackle in the league. There there are plenty of other lists, but uh, literally just as we were coming out of the break, I came across a little 49ers news. Can we call it news? Okay. Um, this was Ian Rappaport earlier today on the Pat McAfee show. Giving us a little update on the 49ers quarterback situation. Okay, so let's say he's throwing this week. First of all, that would be Brock really Purdy. good news because that would mean he's basically either on track or like a small bit ahead of schedule. That is all very good. So what this means is he now has a three-month, based on the original time frame, has a three-month time where he's got to start throwing and then get to a point where he is regularly throwing without issue. This should be right before the start of the season, probably early, early September, where he should be around 100%. This is all very good news. So if that is the case, if he's thrown this week and, you know, hopefully he has no setbacks, if this continues to be the case, then you are looking at realistically he could maybe start week one 
or if not week one, pretty shortly thereafter. That's that's promising. And that's that's Brock Purdy said he was optimistic he'd be ready by week one. Kyle Shanahan told us only God knows, but if hopefully if there are no setbacks, that he would be. It's and when when he first had the surgery, Jay, I remember Nick and I sitting here and and going over the timeline and and the and the kickoff of the NFL season. We knew all along that best case scenario, it was early September and the NFL season kicks off, what, September 15th, 16th, something like that. It's going to be cutting it close. Sure. And quite honestly, if if I believe if I believe Brock Purdy is like is our guy and the guy who, who will lead us to a Super Bowl, you know what I mean? I might I might slow if I might slow play it and let him let him get get a little bit stronger and healthier and 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 more ready and get him in there week two week three if it's one game or two games and that means he's that much better and that much safer out there then I say I say you just wait it out but that's obviously promising and encouraging when it comes to Brock Purdy and his health all along <laughs> I've continued to keep on saying. We're talking about something that's not going to matter. I said that. I said that you on did. this show. When we talk about I said Trey that Lance Trey, and Sam Darnold. Keep and- saying the 49 It sounds crazy, but think about this. You talked about the list, Rami. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are more. They're super stacked. Just about everywhere, probably minus cornerback, offensive line. Um, but dare I say they're okay at quarterback? And it's... If you have more than one, you don't have one. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that we know what they have within those quarterbacks, but they have plenty of options as quarterback, if that makes sense. It's kind of one of those things where we're not exactly sure if any of these guys are going to be great, but I do think they're they're confident enough to understand that these guys are going to be good. And we've seen the 49ers play with a good quarterback that – they can probably win a Super Bowl having a good quarterback, be one of those teams who was great everywhere else for the most part and win with a good quarterback. And I get it. We're the 49ers station. We have to talk about it. We have to, you know, especially Nick. Nick Nick's got a, you know, flam based about the football, right? I get that part of it. But I've been saying, I always say this in our meetings talk to me when it really counts. I'm that type of person. I know we're living in the world of this is media, whatever happens, we got to talk about it, sports, social network, talking head shows, we always hear mm-hmm. about it. Talk to me when it matters. I'm not saying you're wrong, that, and, and it might end up not mattering, but you can't tell me, and maybe you're you're more chill, yes. relaxed, yes. confident yes. in what's going to happen with the 49ers than others. I am. But, man, the way the quarterback position has been handled and and not even been handled because some of the stuff is out of their con- injuries happen. Yep. You know that's that's the sport of the, of of football. Injuries happen, but the way it's been handled and the way things have transpired In what form though, Rami? In I, the form and I that, ask if we've I've we meaning 49er fans have known Jimmy Garoppolo was good. We didn't know if he was great. We've seen him being good when he was playing for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. We expected for him to be Probably better than what he played, probably than, than what he yeah. kind of panned yeah. out to be. But for the last so many years, four or five years, we knew what we were getting. We had to be great around Jimmy Garoppolo to win a Super Bowl. I just mean the fact that whether it was because Jimmy Garoppolo was in there and and okay. he and he was who he was, yeah, or because of injuries to Jimmy Garoppolo and guys who succeeded Jimmy Garoppolo and also got injured. 
there's been a question mark hanging over the quarterback position for the 49ers for a few years running now. And that that goes along with a roster that's Super Bowl ready. Right. You, you know what I mean? And so it is on the minds of 49ers fans, whether whether warranted or justified or not, sure. or it's just I've I've mentioned sports trauma right, right. to you before. Very true. Very true. Whether it is it's warranted and justified or it is just sports trauma talking, I think it is something that's on the mind of a lot of 49ers fans of is Brock Purdy the dude? Sure. Is Brock Purdy going to be ready? If he's not, is Trey Lance the dude? Will he win the job against Sam Darnold? If Sam Darnold wins the job, can he be the Sam Darnold people thought he was coming out of college? I think these are legit questions. But these are all the same questions we've been asking ourselves in the last four or five years. And that's what I'm yep. saying is I'm not going to panic just when you talk about trauma. I'm not going to, it's like this. If I know I have a condition, right? I know I have, let's just say, arthritis. Sure. And I know one day I bounce up and then my leg is hurting. The next week it hurts again. Then three weeks down the road it hurts again. Well, I know I have a condition. (laughs) I'm trying to work and and, and move around with the best. I'm going to try to rehab it. I'm going to eat properly. I'm I'm going to go to the physician. I'm doing as much as possible as I possibly can. With the working knowledge that, yeah, for uh, two months, I might be good. Through the summer or the spring, and sure. you know, I might be fantastic. Good and dry, yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. But during the winter, I might bounce up and that leg might start ha- hampering me a little mm-hmm. bit. Maybe I need to move to Arizona. <laughs> you know, maybe I need to go to Florida. Maybe I need to be down <laughs> in Palm Springs. What I'm saying is this. the 49, And this is the problem. This is the problem I have with the 49ers quarterback situation is we know what we've been getting into. They've been trying to correct it, and for whatever ha- has happened, having believing in Jimmy Rob- Garoppolo too long, drafting Trey Lance and him being broken up, to Brock Purdy, to everything, right? We know there's trauma. The big picture for me is go get someone that's not trauma and guarantee it. Mm-hmm. They have not. I'm not saying they haven't tried, but they have not. So it's like we're living with trauma anyway. I, so I've been prepared for it. I'm I, not. I'm basically what I'm saying, Rami, is I'm not going to throw a. a a big deal because I know what I'm living with. That's it. I agree with you that the, the depth of the quarterback room is, is solid, you know, and, 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 and it's good that if, if, if plan a doesn't work, right. That there's a plan B and plan B doesn't work. There's a plan C (laughs) and given those guys, uh, skill sets, um, and, and Kyle Shanahan's track record, I think you can expect a certain base of performance, no matter which one of the three guys it ends up be- being. And I think that all three of those guys have potentially high ceilings of varying degrees. You know sure. what I mean? I, I think 49ers fans would feel a lot better and we wouldn't be having these conversations if there was one, if there was a plan A yes. who we knew had a very high ceiling. Which is, you, you know what I mean? But that's that's it, every NFL team looking for that very quarterback. Very true, minus yeah. a few cats, right? Right. But what I'm saying is that's the norm for the 49ers. Sure. So when Brock Purdy went down, it hurt at that moment. Not for the future. Mm-hmm. When Trey Lance hurt, went down, it hurt for that moment. Then it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, here we're back to Jimmy, right? Because we were looking for the ceiling. Mm-hmm. We knew we had good with Jimmy Garoppolo, but we're looking for great. So they've been striving for great, and what for whatever reason they can't get great. I'm pretty sure they might have. You know, we know they shook the tree for Tom Brady. I don't know if they did for Aaron Rodgers. 
We we heard that they call Lamar Jackson like they've reached out for great Deshaun Watson. It's never panned out. So what I'm saying is, is, yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying as a 49er fan is, is it's to be expected at this point. Right. So because things have happened to where we're back at good, I'm not panicking like everybody else. Right. What I'm looking for is great. If we can get that, then I feel a lot more confident. But I'm not panicking because we got the same type of cats. We're in the same situation we were four or five years ago. Exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's right the problem. Yes. Not the fact that, oh, my God, Brock Purdy's elbow is not going to be. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Who cares? We don't know if he's great anyway. I'm looking for good still. <laughs> we'll hit a quick break. On the other side, weird. It's the weird, DeAndre Hopkins situation is weird. And also, Aaron Rodgers and I were kind of the same dude on Sunday night. We'll get to that next. Your afternoon home for Kings Talk and more. This is Cattles and Rami on Sacktown Sports. Get into some Kings Talk at 3 o'clock. And uh, if you still want Jalen Brown after what you saw in that Eastern Conference Finals series. But, uh, Jay, we uh, on Friday, right before, well, as we were doing our show meeting, the DeAndre Hopkins news broke that he was being released by the Cardinals. By the way, that's official now that league mm-hmm. offices are opened up. It's it's processed. So he is officially a free agent. And uh, there was a couple of news items today on the whole DeAndre Hopkins thing. First, that uh, some were upset. Some upset. He upset some in the Cardinals organization, I can read, by sitting out the final two games of the 2022 season, even though he was healthy, and it might have been, quote, a sticky situation if he remained with the team until the trade deadline. I don't – if if it was teammates that he rubbed the wrong way, that's one thing, Jay, and and in that case, I'd, I'd see where they were like, hey, we're going to go out there and put our body on the line, right. but you're not because Kyler Murray is hurt and there's right. nothing to play for. But if his teammates were okay with it for whatever reason – and it's the front office that were, or coaching staff that was upset with him. To me, that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You, you know what I mean? If I'm the front office or the coaching staff and I'm invested in DeAndre Hopkins, I say, go ahead, take the last two. I don't want you breaking your leg or tearing your ACL and being out all of next year. You, yep. you know, you know what I mean? We're playing for nothing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that part of it I don't understand. The other part of it that I don't understand and maybe this was the Cardinals poisoning the waters a little too much <laughs> in the DeAndre Hopkins uh, situation. The cheap we talked about, like, how could you not trade that guy for something? Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. With his track record and even recent success in the league, uh, Albert Breer said that the Chiefs and the Bills were the only teams to have substantive trade talks with Arizona, as was the case with Kansas City. Contract was the issue for Buffalo. KC made progress, but OBJ's deal $15 million base salary more or less blew that progress up. So that sort of reset the the the, the wide the receiver market. market for guys, you know, in that age range and, and who have done what they have done. Only two teams I can't believe checked that. in on DeAndre Hopkins. I can't believe that. That's almost as bad as us hearing teams not kicking the tires on Lamar Jackson. On Lamar Jackson, yeah. yeah. I don't care. Unless I had Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know, I would have had to have a top five guy in my eye or someone we just drafted – a lot of people love Trevor Lawrence, you know, Joe Burrow, something like that. I'm calling. 
Mm-hmm. I'm calling it. And same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. Dude is proven. He he is great. We don't even need to question that. We don't need to really question. When he's on the field, we know what he's giving us. It's not like this guy has fell off. So I just, I have no idea. Again, going back to our first segment, Rami, what are some of these scouts and front office cats looking at? I don't know, man. We, I know you got jobs, man. I don't know if this is the case in front offices, but I know with football fans, recency bias is more prevalent in, 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 in the football world than it is in basketball or in baseball. A guy will have an injury or have like a bad half a season and people forget what they can do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and forget that guys can just have bad streaks or, or guys can, can get hurt but bounce back from it. We forget real quick what guys can do. And when DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray have both been healthy at the same time <laughs> yeah. for the last two or three years, both those guys have been able to put up Big numbers, huge production from both of those dudes. You, you talked about Kyler Murray. Let's not forget a couple of seasons ago, man. Mm-hmm. And I went to a game. Uh, I don't know why I was out in Arizona for some odd reason, but went to a game and they played the Houston Texans and they had just acquired um, Zach Ertz tight end. Yep. And it was like the second game or something. And they were six and oh, seven and oh, somewhere around there. And I believe they were the game I went to it was seven and oh, or six and oh, somewhere around there. But Beasts. He was the front Hopkins runner for MVP, MVP that season. Kyler like going was into week nine, ten. Man, come on, acting a plain out fool out yeah. there. DeAndre Hopkins is a beast, man, and I I just can't understand how. Um, even last year, he had seven hundred yards. Right, two years ago, fourteen, eleven hundred, fifteen, thirteen. I'm just like, dude, stop playing. Yeah, this dude. Come oh, on, he's still producing. I know he's thirty years old. He's thirty, but he's still still producing. And you're seeing more and more wide receivers being able to produce into their 30s in the NFL with the league, you know, loosening up passing rules for 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 offenses and things like that. Another quarterback who made some headlines this offseason, Aaron Rodgers, who is now a uh, a New York slash New Jersey Jet. And uh, I did not know this, Jay. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if Kyle or Simone knew this, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is a Swifty. He was attending ah. the Taylor Swift concert with his friend Miles Teller. Okay. And uh, I saw a few other people All right. in their private suite, and uh, confetti started falling from the sky. Right. And Miles Teller and Aaron Rodgers played a little, a little make believe. So that's Miles Teller first saying the Eagles just won the Super Bowl with the confetti falling from the sky, and then Aaron Rodgers says. The Jets won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't even find that funny. <laughs> I do. Uh, why, Simone? Why do you find that funny? It's pretty funny. Don't it's even cute. find it funny. It's manifesting exactly what Rami's trying to get to. He's just manifesting that for himself, and everyone should have the right to. I love Simone said it's cute. It's about the size of it. <laughs> I wouldn't describe it that way, but I get where you're going. I saw, Lovable, I, squeezable neck. <laughs> I saw that clip while I was sitting at Golden One Center watching. <laughs> I was at Golden One Center and right. I, was, I was like, what is Aaron Rodgers doing at a Taylor Swift concert? And then I looked up and I was like, dude, you're a middle-aged man at a Lizzo concert. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. brother. 
Rami's a Lizzie. <laughs> what's, what's Lizzo's? I don't know what Lizzo's following yeah, is. What's her I'm following? Look into okay. it. She's a Lizzie. You're a Lizzie. <laughs> Neither of us belonged where we were, but I think I think both of us had a good time. I got boy. I got to say, Lizzo and Lotto, who opened up for her, Simone also oh, attended. Yeah, put on, They both put on. A hell of a show. I was Great show. I mostly, this was, you know, Jay to earn some points with, with the girlfriend. Of course. She's a big Lizzo of fan. Course. I was like, I, I got, I got Play some, the game, baby. I got some connections. Let me see if I can get us into the Lizzo Not show. boy. So play the game. I did, but I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a good time. And gotcha. I don't know, I don't know if the drinks helped, but I had well, they shut it down. <laughs> they they both do. of them, they oh, shut Aaron it Rogers. down. It was so good. <laughs> I had a very good time. Are That's you, a, would you, oh, go ahead, Simone. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, I, I just want more people to get out and enjoy these shows, just like Aaron Rodgers. It was fun. It was good. And I'll also say this. I don't know how many people know this, but uh, Lizzo was a backup singer and dancer for Prince. I did not know back that. Back in the day. Really? Yes. And her band. I know that Her either. band is off the charts. Wow. And, and you can hear, with a live band behind her, sure. you can hear very much the Prince influence, including her guitarist. I wish I knew I wish I wish knew the name. It was all female band. Her guitarist is 19 years old. Oh, my God. Wow. And was just destroying. Tearing it thing. Up. It was insane. The band, to me, no, disrespect, no disrespect to Lizzo no, or Lotto no, or anything else. Yeah. The band was the most impressive and best part of the evening for me. Wow. They, they threw down... For sure. That's it, what's up. It did was you, enjoyable. Did you say that she played the flute for Prince, too? Or I, it was she, just, you said backup was, singer. I think singer and dancer. Okay. Backup singer and dancer okay. for Prince back in the day. Yeah. Wow. Impressive. I knew, I knew that from uh, my my time in Minneapolis. Okay. You, you learn yeah. all things Prince. Of course, Prince, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Everything is Prince. Plugged in there. Matter of fact, as soon as you, come, as soon as you enter the state, you got to take a test. <laughs> so... Are you ready for the quiz? <laughs> you need to get a Minnesota state license yeah. yep. and uh, look, take the Prince quiz. Period. <laughs> we need to know. And you got to have a little purple somewhere. <laughs> what happens when doves cry? <laughs> <laughs> right after this, Jalen Brown was on a lot of Kings fans' wish lists. That's still the case now. We'll discuss next.